Blessings and salutations, mystics. Happy, happy, happy full moon. I am recording this um, just an hour or an, well, about an hour and a half before the full moon's exact time. Um, so if you're listening to this the day that it comes out, happy Saturn's Day to you. Um, I'm also recording from a different location today. So normally I record from my bedroom because I have two crazy ass familiars um, who have manifested in the shape of cats, but they are anything but cats. They are so abnormal. They are so strange. They are also very, very, very needy. Um, so I uh, usually record in my bedroom so that I have some privacy from them. But my bedroom currently is preoccupied with Bay, so I am <laughs> I am recording from my living room, from my altar room space, um, where the familiars are. So if you guys hear any weird like howling noises or anything that's like kind of scratchy in the background, y'all know this is a well woman show, okay? I do not have a whole team of people to make this sound fancy, okay? I do not have someone to. Um, edit the episode for me. And it's not because I don't know that the skills are out there. I know that there are plenty of people who can do this, um, but that requires funds, okay? That requires abundance, that it requires prosperity, that requires money, which I am currently going through a transition with um, and do not have the extra funds right now to be spending to pay someone the way that I would want to pay them to do this. So if you hear anything, in the background, ignore it. It's just my cats. Um, I'll do my best to, you know, keep them quiet as much as I possibly can. But my cats are literally twins born under the Gemini full moon. And yes, they are Sagittarius suns. So you can imagine how little control I have over them. Anyways, um, it's really interesting, you guys. We have this full moon in Libra. We're about to enter uh you know, Taurus season very soon. I was about to say Venus season. <laughs> We're about to enter Venus season really soon, aka Taurus season. And, you know, it's really nice to have all this Venetian energy in the air because obviously I'm very biased, but I think that Venetians are honestly um, probably overhyped, but yet not hyped up enough. I feel like we're overhyped for the wrong things and not for the shit that we actually do with care. Um, so we're going to talk about the full moon in Libra, of course, and then we're going to talk about um, Taurus season and a couple of other things too. I have quite a bit of things I want to talk about on the show, um, and I feel like where I'm sitting and where I'm recording this is really bringing in the energy of the spirits, right? Because like I said, I'm recording this from my altar room. So I feel like there's going to be a lot of interesting messages dropped on this episode. So stay tuned. And I want to say thank you so much for tuning in and listening. If this is your first time listening, then welcome. This is Lily Moon speaking, headquarters of Mystic Moon Medicine and Mommy Wata's births. I've noticed I always talk about just Mystic Moon Medicine and I don't talk about Mommy Wata's births enough. So in case y'all didn't know, I am not just an astrologer. Okay. I'm a channel um, for spirit. That's how I receive all this, you know, wisdom. Um, yes, I like to call myself a healer because I do work with my hands a lot in terms of um, herbalism and creating cosmic alchemy in the apothecary like your very much beloved um, lunar charge soaks and, um, you know, uh, Reiki healing, which I also do. And I don't really talk about that either. So yeah, your girl's also a healer, but more than anything else, 
the ancestor work that I'm doing is that I am a birth worker. So I am a um, a labor and postpartum doula. I actually just finished some doula training yesterday for postpartum. So I can officially say that too. So yeah, your girl does a lot of shit. So shout out to me. Um, shout out to all the Venetians. Shout out to all the Libra placements. Shout out to all the Taurus placements. And let's get talking about this full moon, shall we? So this full moon in Libra is taking place, like I said, today. So Saturn's day on the 16th of April of 2022, and it's happening at 2.55 p.m. That is Eastern Standard Time. So if you are on the Pacific time zone, then that's going to be 11.55 a.m. for you, which is in about an hour-ish time. So it's really, really, really soon. So we've been in this waxing energy for a long time. Um, I'm really annoyed with myself because I have been trying to get myself back on track with schedules and routine, which I really don't like. My Pisces Ascendant does not like routine, but I desperately need it in terms of, you know, just staying the course in alignment. And um, because I was doing this doula training, you guys, I was up so freaking early. And by early, I mean before 8 a.m., and literally last night, the freaking full moon energy was just so loud and I went out last night, so I just couldn't sleep. So I went back to my old ways of staying up super late like I have been all these other months and it sucks. Um, I'm a night owl at heart, naturally. I am very much a lunar person more than I am a solar person. But because we're talking about the Libra full moon, this is a time as a reminder for everyone this is a time for us to really get back in our zones and, you know, really become balanced. And sometimes returning to that balance is not all peace. Everyone thinks that, you know, peace is easy to obtain, but most of the time peace is created and gained from war. And I think it's very interesting that, you know, this is actually a very well said or very common, you know, uh, saying you know, that peace is only obtained through war because if we look at Aries and Libra, these two sister signs, which are ruling the skies today, um, you know, Aries, planet of Mars, is all about war, you know, as we know, of course, and strategy and movement and taking action. Whereas Venus, you know, Venus in her exalted is in Pisces, which she currently is in. And Pisces is all about peace and love and togetherness and unity of the community. Um, but Pisces also has this dark side that a lot of people don't recognize um, that I've spoken about before, okay? Pisces placements are the ones who are usually the fucking serial killers, okay? They're either, <laughs> they either have Pisces placements or Sagittarius placements or both, okay? And I'm not trying to throw no shade at anyone who has any of those placements. It's just the truth, okay? The numbers are there. The proof is there. Google is free. You can go find out yourself. Uh, but anyways, I'm just saying, you guys, that sometimes that balance that we are calling in is not super peaceful. And I'm not saying you should expect destruction. You should expect chaos and you should just be okay with that because that's not okay either. I feel like if you are constantly looking for drama and you're constantly looking for something you know, to happen in this negative way, you probably have a lot of trauma that you need to, you know, heal from and get your shit together. Um, but I really want to talk about this idea of peace and how it's gained a lot of times through war. And 
sometimes through chaos because this full moon, although it's a Venusian moon, and I'm just loving this because we have this full moon in Libra. And then the next major moon we have, of course, is the solar eclipse in Taurus. And so I just feel like um, these next few weeks, we have all this big Venus energy and um, that is something that we should take advantage of. This is a time for us to really reflect on our values and the things that we consider worthy to us. And do we consider ourselves worthy of those things that we think are worthy? Okay. Does that even make any sense? So for example, if you have like really high standards and if you're a Venetian, I know that you do. Okay. You like your material things. You like your pretty things. You like your aesthetics, but more than anything, you are not afraid to work hard to receive and, and obtain and maintain those things. I know that about us. However, do you truly believe that even after all that hard work, do you truly believe that you are worthy of those things that you that you keep in high regards? Because a lot of times people, you know, will have these really high standards and talk about them and preach about them, but then when it comes to actually doing the work to receive those things, okay? And when they actually do the work and they sh and these things show up on their on their doorstep, these blessings are finally arriving. They kind of look at it sideways and tilt their head and say, "Oh, is this for me?" And I have to question that because it it just shows that, you know, we have this way of separating ourselves from our standards and accepting anything less than, and it's really fucked up. And I think that you know, women especially, we do this a lot, um, and we settle. And as a reminder, you guys, for this full moon in Libra, do not settle, okay? This is not the time to settle. Um, do not settle for anything, whether it's relationships, whether it's contracts, whether it's business affairs, legal affairs, whatever you have going on, just remember that your standards and the standards that spirit has for you are very fucking different. And until you start to realize that and accept that and stay humble and allow yourself to be, to surrender so that you can receive the blessings from spirit's perspective and from spirit's standards, you're going to stay in your own chaos. Okay? And you're going to stay in these in these low standards, low vibrating places and then you build up all this resentment. This is something that Libra um, does a lot actually, you know, settling and tolerating and accepting. And I don't even want to say surrendering because surrendering also requires some sort of control and mindfulness, but more so submitting themselves into this low standard of shit. And then it sits there and it brews over time, over time, over time. And then eventually it pops the fuck off. Okay. And we want to avoid that because that brings back in that energy of chaos. So with this full moon happening, um, the first thing I want to talk about, of course, is the fact that the moon and the sun are obviously the same degree, which is a 26th degree. And I think that I believe the lunar eclipse that we have next month is going to be the last full moon we have that's at like a super, super, super late degree. A lot of the full moons that we've been having for 2022 are going to happen at the late degrees because we're still purging and cleansing and removing and releasing. Um, but at the same time, this is also showing that there's a, that there's um, you know space for new beginnings, obviously, um, and that we have a lot of more work to do than we thought we did. And that's okay. We need to remember to take our time with things. So while the sun and the moon are at the 26th degree, which is, of course, showing us that there is to be closure of, of certain chapters in our life, um, we also have this confirmation from Pluto, who is sitting in Capricorn, of course, at the 28th degree. 
So this is going to be an exact degree with the sun and the moon. Um, not at 255, but the moon moves one degree every two hours. So around like 6.55 p.m.-ish, around 7 p.m.-ish um, Eastern Standard Time, the moon will be at that 28th degree. And that's when that exact square to Pluto is going to take place, truly. Um, so with that being said, Pluto is really honestly, the the one stealing the show for this moon. And so, yes, although it's a Venetian moon, there is a lot of, well, there's this really, really strong square going on um, between, you know, the sun, the moon, and Pluto. So Pluto, as we know, is the planet of what? Death, destruction, rebirth, transformation, okay, resurrection. And I really want to use the word resurrection because of the weekend that we are in. We are currently in one of the most religious, most highly spiritual times of our lives. We talk about portals all the time in regards to um, the 444 portal or the 222 portals, but we don't talk about the portals that take place when these really highly spiritual um, religious holidays happen. And regardless of what your, you know, your relationship is with the Christian, the Christian religion, you cannot you cannot dismiss the fact that there is definitely a heightened energy this weekend, okay? There always is, and I really believe it's because there are so many people across the globe who are, you know, in their in their way, um, surrendering, right? They're surrendering to God. They're recommitting to their, to their practices. They're cleansing themselves in holy water. They're cutting out meat for the weekend if you're Jamaican or from the Caribbean, okay? And they're only eating fish. And then they break this fast with um, a huge feast in honor of Christ. And this is a big ass ritual. <laughs> this is a big fucking ritual weekend, okay? And sure, they ain't gonna call it witchcraft, but this is the weekend where people go to church, okay, and listen to someone tell them, take this bread as it is my body and take this wine as it is my blood and they drink it together. Is that not a ritual to you? Yes, it is. And just imagine this ritual is happening all across the globe at various locations in various ways in various cultures whatever way that they do it and so even though you might not be someone who practices this religion like i said before you cannot deny the energy of spirit that is in the air right now because of what this weekend really is okay um so i just wanted to point that out because this is a fucking portal <laughs> that's being opened there is a very strong portal that is open and i feel like um Maybe people are talking about it. I don't know. But I think we need to really just like remember this is taking place um, and be mindful of that. Now, I have been told before I've heard, and I don't know if this is really true, but I've been told and heard that this is one of those weekends where the most dark magic actually takes place, where a lot of brujas, witches, mystics, et cetera, whatever you want to call them, um, will cast their spells, do their workings by using their left hand very strongly. And they did a lot of their most, I guess, devious work during this time because it was believed and understood that, you know, because this is the weekend that Christ had left or had, had died right on the cross, there was this three-day period before he ascended and resurrected. And so in that three-day period, is this window of silence and as what the witches maybe have saw have uh, saw it as is 
uh, a time where divine protection wasn't really around the earth. And so even to this day, I believe there are witches who are practicing dark magic um, at this time because they feel the strength in the air. Now, to me personally, it doesn't really make sense to um, do that during this weekend. I feel like with all of all of Christ's uh, followers and everything, you know, there's there's no. I don't understand how, what what strength you get from this weekend, really and truly. But back in the day, sure, I could totally understand that. Totally understand that. Um, so I'm just bringing that to say, um, there's a lot of chaos in the air, and when that square to the moon and Pluto is exact and to the sun is exact it's going to pop off a lot. So if you are hearing this and you have been feeling like you need to do some sort of reversal work or any type of like um, cleanse or, you know, banishing work, whatever, I'm not saying you should do dark magic, but I do believe you need to protect yourself. So if you feel like you are, you know, due for protection work or reversal work, then do it, my loves, this weekend because this is the fucking time to drop the hammer, okay? This is guillotine time. It's time. It's This is the time to do it. So because this moon, of course, is happening in the sign of Libra, the first things that people are going to think about is relationships, right? People are going to talk about relationships. Um, people are going to talk about marriages. People are going to talk about, um, you know, abundance, wealth, fertility, expansion, all things to do with the seventh house, right? And so with that being said, this is, of course, the themes that Libra full moon is bringing. Um, but these are certain things that are coming to an end. These are certain things that we're kind of looking at and reflecting on and realizing they really aren't in alignment with where we ourselves are, okay? Because the Aries sun, as we know, Aries is all about themselves. Aries is very fucking selfish. Aries has no problem being selfish. Aries knows that sometimes selfishness is required as a form of protection, as a form of protection to keep our boundaries in place and to remember our standards and to remember our worth. And just like all the signs, you know, Aries also has distortion and a shadow aspect. So of course that that selfishness can turn into major ego bullshit very quickly, um, but it's still very much necessary. Okay, so while the, the Aries sun is saying, you know, what have you done for me lately? The, the Libra moon is going, oh, but maybe we can work this out and, and, and make something of it. And Pluto's saying, sweetheart, you've done all you fucking could. It's time to drop the guillotine on their ass. Okay. So if you are in in if you are in certain relationships, whether they are romantic or platonic, okay, regardless, I don't believe the seventh house is just about romantic relationships because first of all, the fifth house of Leo is right there where we talk about romance and, and self-expression and love. So I believe that the seventh house is really about all kinds of relationships just a relationship in general. Um, so if you have certain relationships, whether it's platonic or romantic, um, and you have been feeling kind of like, eh, this is not really serving me, or you've been kind of feeling there's like the shadiness going on, cut that bitch off, honey. Okay. You don't even have to announce your exit. You are not an airport. Okay. You don't owe anyone anything. In fact, they probably owe you. And knowing that it's the full moon in Libra, you were probably at your breaking point three moon cycles ago and you're just now having the the 
the, the courage to actually end it now and leave it now. Um, for some people, this is looking like, of course, transformation. So there could be some, some intense kind of serious conversations that are not leading to endings per se, but rather a conversation about how this connection is really valuable to both people or all sides involved and, you know, how there's a desire to preserve it and to maintain it, but to allow it to grow even more. Okay. So maintaining the garden and just watering it and just watching as it grows, speaking life into those flowers and those plants so that it can bloom in this beautiful way that we were hoping for it to. But that requires work, that requires commitment. And I'm saying that there's going to be conversations like this about change rather than just endings because we have Uranus and Taurus, of course, sitting very closely to Mercury and Taurus. So Uranus is at the 13th degree, while Mercury is at the 11th degree of Taurus. So this is a pretty close conjunction to going, going on. And I feel like this is where the conversations are going to be had, where there is a lot of discussion about, you know, what is going on and how can we change this for the better? How can we evolve from this point of where we are right now to create a true solid foundation Okay. And I'm saying that because Taurus is all about having strength and comfort, not a comfort zone, but just comfort. There's nothing wrong with having comfort, you guys. I know that people are always saying like to get out of your comfort zone, but if you are always out of your comfort zone, then you're not able to rest and able to receive. So check yourself with that too. Now, for some people, though, this moon's also going to shake you out of your comfort zones, actually, and tell you to get up off your ass and to make some serious changes. Mercury, the planet of communication and knowledge and perception, is also, you know, the planet of routines in a certain way because Mercury is ruled by Virgo as well as Gemini. And as we know, Virgos in our lives, Virgos are very much about their routine. Some of them are also very messy, but a lot of them are about their routine, okay? They can't function without it. And when their routine goes sideways, their whole life goes sideways, okay? And I'm speaking as someone who is a Virgo sidereal son, <laughs> okay? Um, so yes, there is going to be a lot of shookethness taking place with this full moon with respects to um, routines getting a huge shake and a huge... Um, you know, reality check. And a part of this is also not just because of the conjunction of Mercury to Uranus, but also because of that ongoing square to Uranus and Saturn in Aquarius. That square is still going on. Uh, Saturn is setting the 23rd degree of Aquarius, but as Uranus continues to go further and further and further into the later degrees of Taurus, we are going to see this happen. Now, the North Node in Taurus is sitting at the 22nd degree. So this is actually a pretty close, very almost exact conjunction with Saturn. And so Saturn is reminding us that, listen, your destiny is not going to leave you. Your destiny is yours because that's just how it is, okay? It is your birthright to fulfill it. Simple as that. It is your birthright to fulfill your destiny. However, that birthright does not mean you get to half-ass your way into ascension, that's not how it works. You have to be fully committed. You have to be fully focused, okay, laser point focused on what it is that you're doing and do the motherfucking work, okay? So if there are certain things that are, you know, not really moving for you or you feel like there's some blockages in your road, reflect on, um, you know, what are your routines and how are they 
uplifting you? How are they supporting you? How are they helping you take further steps towards that destiny? Okay. Um, especially for those of you who have Aquarius placements and Taurus placements at the 20th to 29th degree, y'all are feeling this the most. And actually those of you who even have like the 18th and 19th degree, I'm going to say, okay. So if you're feeling like shit's just really slow right now and there's some blockages, there's something to be reviewed here. Okay. Something in your plan for the future just isn't going to cut it. And that doesn't mean that you're not smart. It doesn't mean that you're not good enough for your plan. It just means that it needs to be enhanced. So let Saturn help you do that and allow yourself to take this full moon to make those intentions made, uh, made and known so that you can, you know, take some real steps towards that. All right. Now, the other thing going on with this full moon is that we have Mars who has entered Pisces literally on the 14th. So Mars is in Pisces at the first degree while Saturn is in Aquarius at the 23rd degree. And so because of these very late slash early degrees of these two planets, they are both working in harmony with this full moon in Libra. So the Libra full moon connecting with Saturn in Aquarius again is saying like, listen, you have to bring balance to your friendships and to your social circles because they can get in the way of your long-term goals if you do not have boundaries, okay? Boundaries bring blessings, all right? Boundaries bring blessings. Remember that. Um, while uh, Mars and Pisces connecting with this moon in Libra is saying that it's okay to take steps forward for yourself. It's okay to take steps forward that feel like you have no idea where you're going. It's okay to completely surrender and still move at the same time. Surrendering does not mean paralyzation. Surrendering does not mean um, stay stagnant and wait to hear the call. Sometimes the call is just being told to get moving, even though you don't know where you're, where you're, where you're going. Okay. So if you feel like you don't really know um, where you're heading and you're feeling really, um, you know, doubtful or lacking confidence in this, just remember that you don't have to have it all figured out to start. Okay. Just start now. Spirit will guide you accordingly. Okay. And I'm talking to my Scorpio and Aries placements and Pisces placements the most. Okay. It's okay that you don't know where you're going right now. If you're being called to start, then just start. That's more than enough. That's where you have to go right now. The rest will will evolve and unfold for you as time moves forward. And you have to just believe that. Okay. So, you know, there's actually quite a few like really nice connections here with this moon. Um, Venus in Pisces, like I said, in her exalted form is making a really nice gentle sextile to Mercury and Uranus in Taurus because they're also at the 13th and 11th degree. So this is some really, really nice degrees here. Um, of, of beginnings, okay, and uh, and clarity being done. So Venus is making us realize that, hey, these changes in our routines will bring forth abundance, but we have to surrender to these rigid routines and shake them up so that we can allow for um, flow and for abundance to make its way to us, okay? And that's, that's that. <laughs> So honestly, you guys, this moon has a lot of good energy to it. Yes, there's a lot of potential here with respects to um, 
growth and and changes and expansion of all things. Um, but it is going to require us to really be honest with ourselves and not be in denial. Now, as a reminder, we have Jupiter and Neptune who are in conjunction of each other in Pisces. And for today's full moon, they are sitting at the 24th degree. Okay. And so that's a really, that's an exact conjunction. So between the, those two planets and Venus and Mars all in Pisces, this is a very big Piscean energy type moon. Okay. Pisces has been taking over literally all of airy season <laughs> since we, since we've been here. Okay. Um, so remember to not have denial, but be open to receiving um, some clarity because there is something here that needs to be maintained and received. Okay. Accordingly. So yeah, you guys, this moon is, um, you know, um, okay. Let's talk about magic for a second here. With respect to the square to Pluto, I'm going to say first and foremost, um, this abundance magic that you might be working right now is not really about, it's not really about, um, the green candles, the yellow candles, the orange candles, the pink candles, the white candles, whatever, you know, and using your just like honey abundance oil and, and all those kind of good things. Okay. And your bless up candles. If you have those too, you are very lucky. Those, those candles were made with so much love. You guys, I, I can't even explain it to you. Um, okay. This abundance work looks a little bit, looks a little bit different. The abundance work that is coming from this full moon in Libra is saying, bitch, you better get on your hands and knees, put on your cute ass little garden gloves and get your hands in the fucking soil because it's time to reap what you sow. It's time to plant some seeds. It's time to get familiar with your foundation. Okay. Get deep in that shit, get deep in that fertilizer and do the work. Okay. Before you can water your, your garden, you have to plant seeds first. So the abundance work here is really about um, doing the work that's more so related to, again, cleansing, uh, 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 cord cutting and, and banishing and reversal work more than anything, because there has to be some clear roads for this to happen. Everyone thinks that Libra is this innocent little thing because of Venus energy, but y'all seem to forget that it literally rains like acid, on Venus. Okay. It literally rains acid on Venus. And I don't know if you guys have seen a picture of Venus, but it literally looks like a giant ball of fire. It looks like it could be the cousin of our sun. It does not look like a cute planet that carries love and fertility and art and aesthetic. No, it literally rains fucking acid on Venus. Okay. Venus is not just the, the a goddess of love and, 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 and abundance. She's also a goddess of war way back when, okay, when Venus falls from grace, they call her the morning star, <laughs> the morning star, Lucifer, okay, the evening star, etc. Hello, that's Venus, okay? Venus is the perfect villain, always, 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 all right? So don't fuck around and want to find out by this Libra full moon because the Libra energy will let you have it, okay? Libra, carries the scales. Libra is the only the only zodiac that is not um an animal or a human or something that it's is to be human or an animal. 
all of the signs are either an animal or, or a human or, you know, someone who has a job. But Libra is the only one that is not alive. It's literally an inanimate object. So when I say that Libras know how to detach like a motherfucker, I really mean that shit. And I know that Aquarius gets a lot of this energy and, and shit talk about being the ones who are detached and whatever, whatever. But I'll tell you right now, when a Libra is done fucking with you, the way that they take back all that love from you and just pull it out of you and return it back to themselves, it really hurts when they do that. Okay, it it really hurts when a Libra does that. I don't know if you guys have ever met a Libra when they're upset before. Um, I mean, I guess earlier this year, uh, this month, we saw that with Will Smith, you know, bitch slapping fucking Chris Rock um, and the whole internet had to talk about it and they're still punishing him like as if he's the one who fucking pinned Christ to the cross himself. Like, I think it's ridiculous. But anyways, um, Libras are very dangerous. Libras will do anything to maintain the peace, okay? Peace will be maintained by any means necessary. And if that means going to war with your ass, guess what? Libra has the sword. They will cut your ass down. I don't know if you guys have ever seen um, like the tarot cards of um, of justice, but they carry the scales and the fucking sword for a reason, okay? Justice and balance and peace by any means necessary. That is Libra. So again, when we're talking about abundance and we're talking about these seeds that are planting for, for us, we have to remember that this Pluto square with the sun and the moon is really what's going to cause that, okay? So it's time to cut your ties, cut your losses, mourn if you have to. But again, we are in the last couple of weeks before we enter eclipse season. And so all the things that we're doing right now is going to show up in this um, next season of Taurus, okay? When we have the Taurus uh, solar eclipse and the lunar eclipse in Scorpio, there's going to be a lot of returning of this current energy during that time frame. And if you guys don't get it right this time, if you guys don't let go of your shit right now that you know that you have to, whether it's the people, relationships, the routines, um, the bad habits, okay? Pluto is about addictions and and possession and control and power. If you do not let go of these things right now and transform them for the better, baby, that lunar eclipse in Scorpio will have your whole ass, okay? And she will chew you up and spit you right the fuck out. And you might not make it. Like I said before, there is a major portal going on that's opening up right now or has been open for a long time. Obviously, this Neptune-Jupiter conjunction is also part of that. But this happening in the same week as Easter weekend is very fucking telling, okay? And I don't know if y'all are catching on to that, but whatever, okay? The mothership is going to fucking leave some people. And some of those people are going to be people that you love very, very, very much. I know. It is what it is, beloved. Not everyone can sit with us, okay? So figure it out before the lunar eclipse comes and gets your ass, okay? Because it's going to be crazy. I'm, I'm really excited for eclipse season this year. I really, really am as someone who has their nodes on this axis. But I'm telling y'all, if we don't get our shit together in these next two weeks, this fucking next cycle is going to be... Um, definitely soul purging and awakening and elevating, but it's not going to be pretty. 
like I said, get your ass in that garden, okay? Get on your hands and knees in that fertilizer, knee deep in that shit if you have to, and do the fucking work. Because if you don't, it is going to come back to you very harshly next moon cycle. And I'm not saying this to scare y'all. I'm saying this to keep you grounded and remind you as to why we are all here, okay? Um, Something else I want to talk about really quickly about this moon's energy is the fact that we actually have Pluto, who is in in Capricorn, making a really nice sextile to Jupiter and Neptune in Pisces. So this aspect is actually really, really beautiful because Pluto who, of course, as we know, as I said before, is about rebirth, death, destruction, um, transformation, resurrection, addictions, possession, control, power, um, all these things. Pluto is the ruler of the underworld, okay? Pluto is where Hollywood goes to make their fucking demands and to make their rituals and to make their their contracts and to sign their way, sign their souls away um, to you know who to get their shits going. Okay. There's a reason why people go to the crossroads, man, to get what they want. Okay. And with this energy of Pluto connecting with Pisces, with, with Neptune and Jupiter and Pisces, this is kind of what I see with this is one, a lot of intense dreams going on, not necessarily about destruction per se, um, but more so about your spiritual initiation and you really seeing what you can look like or what you will look like when you do the work and when you take yourself that seriously, when you fully surrender and commit to your spiritual practice, when you fully surrender and commit to spirit. Pluto is the one who's in control and says, remember, I am the one in control I am the one that allows these things to happen, okay? Not you, me. And by me, I'm talking about, I'm talking from the perspective of spirit, source, God, creator, whatever name you want to give it, okay? This is a reminder to humble ourselves and remember that these things that are in alignment to us happen because God gave them to us. And when we fully surrender and commit to um, jaw, to source, to God, to spirit, amazing things happen, amazing, amazing, amazing things happen. So if you are feeling like you don't know what to do with yourself and you're feeling lost, baby, just surrender. Okay. Let source be your anchor. You don't have to be strong all the time. Give those issues and, 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 and fears to jaw. Let jaw help you. That is what source is there for. That is what spirit is there for. That is what God is here for, to protect all of us. Okay, you don't have to do it all on your own. So surrender if you have to. Um, but yeah, this 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 aspect is really, really, really special. And I feel like there's a lot of special magic and abundance and growth, yes, that can happen here. Um, but we have to be very, very, very careful. Okay. You have to do this in very, very small microdoses because this energy of Pluto with Neptune and Pisces sorry, with Pluto and Neptune and Jupiter and Pisces, um, is also big, like, deja vu, reminisce about the past, reminiscing about your shadow self energy, okay? And I will actually say, I feel like this aspect is going to test a lot of us into seeing our shadow and being like, oh, but was it really that bad? Is it really as bad as people are saying it is? Is it really as bad as my tarot cards are saying? Bitch, yes, it is. Yes, it is. 
Okay, why are you in denial? Stop trying to make excuses for the chaos in your life. There's no excuses for it. It's got to go. Okay, if nothing changes, nothing changes. Pluto and Neptune and Jupiter, this is big um, karmic energy. And by karmic, I just mean the sense of us repeating cycles over and over and over and over and over again. Okay, and the further that Neptune and Jupiter go into Pisces, the stronger that sextile to Pluto is going to be. So this, re so this desire to return to the old ways, please don't follow it. Don't fall down that rabbit hole because you will get trapped down there. You will get trapped down there. Okay, these outer planets move very slow. Yes, but by the time we get to that solar eclipse in um in what's it called in in Taurus, okay, Jupiter will be much further along. And probably at like the 26th degree, maybe the 27th degree of Pisces, okay? Jupiter enters Mar uh, Aries on May 10th. The solar eclipse is on April 30th. So, hello, <laughs> this energy is just going to expand even more. So, we have to be very, very, very mindful of that um, and be strong enough to see the red flags, be strong enough to know when it's a test, okay? So, that's, I guess, all I really wanted to say about this full moon. Obviously, I have a lot to say because, hi, Libra Sun here. So let's give some quick little tea here, shall we? Um, Aries placements, obviously, this is your time to shine. There's a lot of things going on with you guys with closure. Um, it could look like you expanding your um, knowledge of your certain skills that you use for work or for your hobbies or for your passions outside of work, whatever they might may be. If you are feeling like it's time to upgrade and learn some new skills, do that for yourself. It, it will definitely work in your favor, okay? Saturn is working in harmony with you right now. So just make sure that you are, um, you know, doing the damn work that you need to do, okay? Put the work in and you will see the benefits. Um, Libra placements. This moon, child, <laughs> Libras, how are you guys doing? How are we doing? Um, honestly and truly, I don't, I don't know. I don't know how we're doing. I I, I want to do a poll and ask the Libras how they're doing on Instagram. I probably will after I upload this episode. Um, but there is a lot going on with the Libra placements. Um, so Libras, um, closure, lots of closure, death, destruction, rebirth, okay? Big Kalima energy is coming in right now, okay? So just prepare for that. Um, Libras, do not lose your head, okay? They are not worth it. Okay, go heal yourself with some um, retail therapy. Okay, that always works. It always does the trick. I, you know, I don't, I'm not saying you should go and spend all your dollars, but retail therapy and let go of their ass. Okay, they ain't worth it. They're not worth you losing your peace. Okay, in fact, remember that whenever you are in peace, they are deeper in their poison. It pollutes their mind so much more and they hate that shit. They hate to see you so cool as a cucumber, okay? Your haters hate to see you completely chill despite all the chaos they're trying to cause. But remember, they are not worth you losing your peace. So don't lower yourself to their standard to speak their language, to teach them a lesson. They're not worth that shit. Let it go. Okay, let it go, Libras. Okay, um, Libras, I'm seeing that this could also actually be literally for you um, the end of certain relationships, certain romantic relationships, potentially 
um, you're finally expressing how you feel and the per the people that are involved are just not accepting of it because they want to keep you in control and you're like, all right, bye, bitch, I'm done. Um, this could also be, you know, you closing some really intense chapters where healing needed to be done with your inner child and your shadow self. So that's also really beautiful, I will say. Um, who else do I want to talk about? Taurus placements. Um, Taurus, this for you is actually a really good time to just focus on your routines and just keep flowing with what's going on for you because things are moving exactly as they need to. So do not worry about that. Um, Gemini placements, same thing. You know, lots of changes going on for you, Gemini, as always. Um, Venus is actually working in favor with you. So Geminis, give yourself a makeover. Okay, you've been probably in the same shit for the last two years and everyone's tired of seeing the same fucking shit, okay? Change up your shit. <laughs> Change up your shit, Gemini. And it's so funny because you guys are always like in this particular energy. It's currently 2-2-2 two, two, two as I'm saying this, okay, Gemini? So your spirit guides are like, yes, bitch, listen to her. Change up your shit. Change up your shit. Change it up, switch it up, do something new, stop waiting for the right time. Just fucking change your shit. You know what you want to birth, you know what you want to share. With, with your platform, with your community, with your collective, with the collective in general, why are you holding on to it? It's time to release it now and birth it accordingly, okay? Cancer placements. Um, yeah, this moon's going to be tough for you guys for, <laughs> for obvious reasons. Um, this Pluto opposition is not fun, I'm sure, but also the squares with this moon and the sun for you guys is going to be very much so um, conflict, but obviously it's character building, I feel. So just hang in there, honey. You got this. Leo placements. You are probably... Um, still feeling the energy, of course, of Saturn and Aquarius being on your ass, but we are in the energy of Aries still, and there's still some good, um, you know, fire elements here. So Leo placements, you guys should be feeling pretty okay, honestly and truly. Um, you're not, there's not really a whole lot to say about for Leos, but Leo, when Jupiter moves into Aries next month, you're going to see a lot of like growth and expansion take place. Um, but for this moon, you guys should be sit, sitting pretty low-key. Um, Libra works in harmony with you. So if there's anything that you are releasing right now or tending to right now, just know that that'll happen in divine alignment and timing. Um, so just kind of chill out for a little bit, okay? Um, Virgo placements, you guys are probably um, honestly just chilling for this moon. There's a lot of Piscean energy right now. So you guys are probably super exhausted and super overwhelmed right now, but there's a lot of personal growth and things about yourself that you're kind of realizing that were always there, but you didn't recognize them before, or you ignored them before, or they were so deeply hidden in your subconscious that you didn't even recognize them to exist. And I feel like those things are coming to the surface for you under this, under this full moon. So you know, tend to that and allow yourself to enjoy that. Um, Scorpio placements, I already kind of talked about you guys. So, you know, lots of good things coming for you guys, lots of abundance in the air for you guys. If you guys want to, you know, do some abundance magic under this moon, you can, but just be mindful of, you know, what that magic and ritual is going to look like as per what I said earlier. Um, Sag placements, you guys are pretty, you guys are in a pretty decent place too, but there's probably a lot of release going on for you guys as well just because of the fact that Jupiter is almost at the exact same degree as this Leo, as this Libra moon, um, and is almost at the exact same degree again as Pluto. So there's a lot of, um, 
you know, um, clearing out and release going on for you guys. But stay focused on your work, honestly and truly, because Saturn's also working in harmony for you as well. Um, Capricorn placements, I know that y'all getting your ass beat with a smoon, so I'm going to just say <laughs> this really quickly. Um, take it easy. Take it day by day. Um, yes, Uranus is, you know, it's it's not easy being a child of Saturn, but if it weren't for you guys, the rest of the world would probably be in a complete shit zone anyways. So I really hope that you guys are taking your time and allowing yourself to heal because this moon is very exhausting, I know, um, but it's almost over. So don't worry. You're going to make it. Okay. We're going to be entering earth element very, very soon. So you'll be able to exhale when we enter Taurus season. Okay. But just remember to not fall under the pressure and remember that no one has high expectations of you except for yourself. So if you're feeling pressured and exhausted right now, you're probably just doing it to yourself. Okay. Um, Aquarius placements. Um, I kind of talked about you guys already too. This moon works in harmony with you guys for your for your elements, hopefully. Um there's a lot of, uh, you know, that's the ongoing square to Uranus and Saturn. So your two literal ruling planets are just not having a fun time as always. But I feel like with Mercury in conjunction to your um, your one planet, Uranus, is going to bring in some changes to your routines that are absolutely necessary for you to grow out of your comfort zones. You guys have been in a bit of a stump and it's time to get the fuck moving. And last but not least, Pisces, there is an entire stellium here for you. So Pisces, you guys should really be doing, um, you know, the manifesting work right now under this moon. There's a lot of good sextiles working with Venus and Pisces um, to the Taurus element. So you guys can definitely do some abundance magic too. And that is all that I really and truly have to say officially about this full moon. So there you go, you guys. That was a lot of talking about this moon, but I really want to just get that out there. Um, for myself personally, as a Libra sun, I, I feel like there's this interesting shake of comfort zones and things that I have been trying, well, not trying, things that I have been manifesting for, it feels like, years is finally coming together right now. And I'm actually recognizing where these intentions that are manifesting now um, are now only manifesting because of my belief in myself and really recognizing how much I have slowed myself down because of the certain routines that I'm in. Um, so I don't know. It's a it's a weird place. I'm usually really afraid of this moon because this moon's always so mentally exhausting for me. I've always had some really <laughs> some really intense. Uh, mid midlife crises under this moon usually but this one feels really really good it feels like i'm in a really good place um yes i'm screaming internally because there are so many things that i'm really trying to like not focus on but there's just so many things i'm thinking about and i'm not really you know fully satisfied with where i am with certain things but i'm also accepting as to why i'm where i'm at and what needs to be done to change that um yeah, so I, I'm I'm kind of in this weird space where I'm like, okay, well, you know, I know everything's happening the time that's supposed to happen. Um, really accepting the fact that spirit's plan is the only plan and the best plan, and I have to just surrender to that and, and accept it for what it is. Um, and you know, just keep moving and doing the work. Um, 
there's definitely a lot of thoughts of mourning in my head and reflecting on relationships and connections and et cetera, and reflecting on, am I still the unevolved Libra that just kind of lets people walk all over her or settles for whatever? And I can say with confidence that I'm not, but I do feel like there's a part of me that still, you know, is too polite and is too nice with the motherfuckers who are obviously hating ass hoes or, um, you know, the people who want to underestimate what you can do and what you can accomplish and want to come to you with this like sideways energy. And I'm also recognizing how much I need to kind of speak up more and allow myself to be seen more and, and not be afraid and not, you know, overthink things so much. Um, like the content that I share and remember that I'm not here just create content for fucking Instagram, but I'm here because I have a mission to complete. Um, and just so many other things, you guys, I, I, I could go on forever. So I'm going to just stop there, but yeah, I am definitely feeling this full moon. Um, it is very, very interesting. And actually if I pull up my birth chart right now, I'm gonna pull my birth chart right now for you guys. Um, yeah. So my birth, my son is at the 20th degree of Libra. So I am very much feeling this moon. Um, and it's very, very, very strange. It's, it's very, very strange. Um, yeah, it's a very strange place to be in. Um, I, I don't really know what else to say. I'm just, uh, yeah, I'm just kind of in this like weird, like floating kind of space of trying to figure out what's the next step. Um, so yeah, I, I hope that all Libra placements are receiving peace. I hope that you guys are, you know, taking care of yourselves and not thinking about other people. Okay. Really do your best to just chill the F out and, um, honor yourself. Remember who the fuck you are. Remember your worth. And remember that again, you don't have to have everything figured out right, right now. Um, just allow yourself to just hold space for you and recognize all that you've accomplished at this time. And um, yeah, just remind people who the fuck you are because you are a Venetian, all right? You are a Venetian. You are the the realest bitch out of all the zodiac signs, okay? People want to say that we're fake as fuck, but the truth is we don't show people our authentic selves because y'all just aren't worth it. It's really that simple. Um, Libras don't care to make friends with people who are weak as fuck or are basic as fuck or are the same as everybody else. We really don't care. So we will give you the same fake bullshit that you give us. And um, I know that Libras are getting a lot of heat right now due to certain things I'll talk about later. But um, yeah, Libras, just do your thing. Ignore the chaos. Ignore the people in the background. Ignore the, the fuckeries of um of people who are trying to distract you from your game okay just keep it pushing keep it moving and trust and believe and just know that you know there is so much that's coming after this moon so yeah that's all i have to say you guys happy full moon and i will get into the next segment okay so we still have a couple a bit of astrology to talk about, actually. Um, one of the other things I wanted to talk about, of course, was Taurus season because I am so ready for Taurus season. Honestly, Aries season I thought was going to be like really cool and like really fun. 
and it's just kind of been this like blob and I feel like a lot of that is because of the Pisces um, stealing I'm going on and it just feels like we're in this really long like Pisces season and as a Pisces ascendant um, you know, I don't know. It's it's not really giving what I thought it was going to give, to be quite honest. Um, so I'm really much over it. Um, but shout out to Taurus's, Taurus placements everywhere. We love you guys so, so, so very much. So just a quick heads up and, you know, um, cap of what's going to happen for Taurus season. So first of all, Taurus starts um, on April 19th this year at 10.24 p.m. That is when the sun officially enters Taurus. And so for all you people who think that you're a cusp baby or, oh, but I was born on 420. Oh, but I was born on 419 and I'm a Taurus. Again, I am not an astrologer that believes in cusps, okay? Cusps is some BS astrology, uh, fast food astrology bullshit, okay? If you were born at the 29th fucking degree of Aries, then bitch, you're an Aries, okay? If you were born at the zero degree and one first second in Taurus of the sun, then guess what, honey? You are a fucking Taurus. This whole idea of, oh, I don't really know. I feel like I'm both because I have a cusp sign. Shut the fuck up. No, you're not, okay? There's a very huge difference between the 29th degree and the zero degree. And y'all want to make it into this little kumbaya nonsense. That's not how it works, okay? So again, honor your degrees. Drop this whole cusp nonsense, okay? No, you're a cusp baby. So you have both. Please miss me with the bullshit, all right? Please, 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 please miss me with the bullshit and recognize the rest of your chart. Um, so again, the sun enters Taurus officially on April 19th this year at 10.24 p.m. As a reminder, you guys, the seasons depend on when the sun shifts, not what the humans have decided to call the seasons of the zodiac. Okay, Taurus season isn't always going to start on 4.20, okay? It sometimes is on a different day, like a day earlier because the sun enters the sign of Taurus earlier. And there's nothing wrong with that. But please recognize that and stop calling yourselves cussed because it ain't a fucking thing, okay? All right. So anyways, once the sun enters Taurus, um, we have the shadow period of mercury's upcoming retrograde start also so i was going to talk about this next but i guess i'll just talk about it now because we're already talking about Taurus season so on april 26th the pre-shadow period of mercury's retrograde which starts on may 10th is going to start on the 26th of april so if you are listening to this the day that this comes out on April 16th, that is 10 days away from now, okay? So if you have any online shopping, any sort of, um, you know, uh, contracts that you're reviewing, whatever, I mean, we're in the waning phase anyways of this of this energy. So at this point, I don't really think you should be doing anything more than what you've already done at this point. But get your things in order because we're going to be entering that shadow period, very soon. And par and personally, I will just say this, I always find the shadow periods way more, um, you know, way more retrograde feeling than the actual retrograde itself. I don't know why, but for me personally, all the shady bullshit that people throw at you and all the evil eye and all the boundaries, weirdos, the boundary busters that I talk about, they tend to show up in very strong energy 
when we enter the shadow period to me personally. I don't know if you guys can resonate with that. If you can, hit me up, comment on this post, my posts on Instagram. Um, but yes, there is a lot of shade that's thrown during the shadow periods of retrogrades and Mercury's pre-shadow period starts again on April 26th. So don't say I didn't tell you, okay? It's April 16th. I'm giving a 10-day warning sign right now, okay? All right. Um, now, three days after Mercury's pre-shadow starts, um, we are actually going to enter the first retrograde, which is Pluto's retrograde on April 29th. So that's going to happen three days later. Um, as you guys know, Pluto is so freaking far from the sun and is actually in retrograde for literally half of the year because it lasts for six months. So there is nothing really major to happen at this point, but just know that these next six months, once Pluto stations retrograde, is really about... Um, allowing your new skin to take form and being not just comfortable in your new skin, but being mobile in it too. Because I find that when we talk about shedding and rebirth, we talk about, oh, get comfortable with your new skin. Okay. It's one thing to get comfortable with your new skin, but what are you doing to maintain it? What are you doing to heal it? What are you doing to stay mobile in it and to keep moving? So that's what these next six months I feel are going to be about is really about um, getting comfortable in that new skin, but also um, you know, honoring it for what it is and stay mobile in it because you must keep moving, okay? Moves have to be done, money after make. So you have to stay moving with the shit. Now, that same day that Pluto stations retrograde, uh, a few hours later, we're going to have Mercury enter Gemini, which is, uh, I mean, cool. Mercury's going to be in one of its signs. So, I mean, it's a good thing for the Geminis and the Virgo placements, I'm sure. But I don't really know how I feel about that, to be honest. Um, but then anyways, on April 30th, as I said before, we have the solar eclipse in Taurus. Um, it's a partial eclipse, but still, it's going to be very, very, very special. Um, May 2nd, we have Venus entering Aries, <laughs> which will be very interesting when Jupiter enters Aries um, a few days later. Um, May 10th at 7.47 a.m., uh, Eastern Standard Time, Mercury will station retrograde. And then 12 hours later, Jupiter will enter will enter Aries. That's going to be a very interesting day. I, I have a lot of predictions about that day, but I'm going to stay quiet about that right now. But if you guys don't have like yourself stocked up, I suggest you get stocked up. If you are in Europe, I suggest you get your hands on some things for protection and safety because shit's about to go sideways, you guys. Um, I, I don't know what to say about that, honestly. I just feel like there's gonna be a, like a really huge like purge kind of like movement going on, but we'll see. I don't know. Um, and then of course on May 16th, we have the lunar eclipse in Scorpio happening. Um and yeah, that's basically it really and truly for for um, Taurus season. There are a couple of other things I can mention in regards to transits going on, but those are the major ones. So, you know, just um, keep that in mind. But again, a reminder, um, you have to make sure that you have your shit in order because that pre-shadow period is happening in 10 days while Mercury is still in Taurus. And when she is retrograding, Mercury, she will re-enter Taurus eventually when we enter Gemini season. And that's when we're going to kind of see these things kind of pop up again, these, this shadow period place, okay? So stay on top of your shit, 
get it back into your routines, get back into some good routines, not your toxic ones, okay? Your real routines are going to keep you elevated and in a place that's not just where you are, but beyond, okay? And support you on that journey and cut ties with the fuckeries, okay? Cut out the silence, cut out the noise, and let's keep it moving and push it, okay? So happy soul return to all the amazing Taurus suns. I love you guys so very much. I love how y'all don't give a fuck about anything. I I like, I love how Tauruses do not give a fuck about people's feelings. Um, they are a Venetian sign, but they're an earth sign. And so, yes, they know how to be compassionate. But when they know that you're wrong and you're trying to come for them in this emotional, in this emotional kind of filter, they will shut that whole shit down. They are not about the bullshit at all. So shout out to Taurus and Taurus season. I'm so freaking excited. I cannot wait. And yeah, yeah. Okay, so now we're done with our astro tea. So I want to go into keeping up with the cosmos because there has been some interesting things going on. First and foremost, I'm going to say this. If you are someone who receives downloads or messages from spirit, I'm going to say make sure that you are writing those messages out and tweeting them or posting them or writing them in your journal, whatever spirit tells you to do, just fucking do it. Okay. And I'm saying this because, um, about two weeks ago, I was, you know, super stoned in my head and (laughs) I was just kind of chilling and, you know, Spirit was talking very heavily, very heavily, very loudly to me. And I was given this kind of image about this full moon in Libra. And I was like thinking about the Libra energy. And I was like, I don't know why I'm thinking about this right now. But when I think about this Libra full moon, I said to myself, um, I'm kind of thinking about Britney Spears and the fact that she's a Libra ascendant. I love that about her because she's a Libra ascendant and she has an Aquarius moon like myself. So I love Britney. We are Britney stands over here. So if you don't like Britney Spears, I do not care about your opinion, to be quite honest. Um, but yeah, I was kind of given this like focus point of Britney Spears and the fact that she's a Libra ascendant with this full moon. Now, I didn't check her birth chart to see what degree her ascendant is at, but I was told by spirit like, hey, you should put this out there on the internet and tweet this. And the tweet said, I could even see myself in my head like writing up the tweet and it said, um, full, full Moon in Libra is upcoming. I don't know why, but I'm, it's got me thinking about Britney Spears and the fact that she's a Libra ascendant and it's a full moon. So I feel like potentially she's either pregnant right now or could be announcing a pregnancy. But let's stay tuned and see what happens. But my self-doubt creeped in so loudly. My ego was like, girl, if you tweet this shit and then nothing fucking happens, that's your embarrassment. And then this other side of myself was like, okay, but if that does happen, you can also, um, you know, you can also get a lot of clout (laughs) from this tweet if you're actually right. Y'all, my cat is sitting on the fucking counter. So I'm going to have to probably pause this recording and go take him off because I literally cannot deal with him right now. Give me one second, guys. Anyways, guys. Okay, I'm back. So yeah, my cat, my black cat, Shiva, I swear to God, you guys, I think I jinxed myself by calling him that because literally all he does is fucking destroy things and just get into so much mischievous trouble. And because he's a Sagittarius son... (laughs) He doesn't care. He really does not give a fuck. He he really thinks he runs this goddamn place. So I had to go uh, 
be a, a mother hen and deal with his ass because I'm sorry, I'm not one of those people who just lets their cat just walk all over their shit, okay? Walking on the counter of the kitchen is going to have you see the fallen Venetian, which I can become very quickly. Anyways, back to Britney Spears. So yeah, so I had this like, this whole like argument with myself being like, oh my gosh, like, you know, I don't want to embarrass myself. I don't want to be one of those people and da 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 But then my, my ego stuff was also like, what if you're right though? What if this is actually a real thing? Like Spirit's telling this for a reason. Just tweet it. Who cares? Delete it after nothing happens. Like whatever it is, it doesn't matter. And I didn't do it. I didn't do it. I didn't post anything. I didn't tweet anything. I just left it with myself. And I, I don't know. Normally when I have these kind of thoughts or downloads, I will post them very quickly. But something just told me, like, my my doubt just came in really, really heavily and was like, no, girl, don't do that shit. You're going to embarrass yourself. And of course, a week later, who do we see <laughs> posting on the fucking gram talking about they pregnant? And I'm just like, oh my gosh, I fucking knew it. And I didn't say anything or tweet anything. And so that really sucks because I don't know what it would have done for the numbers. I don't really know if it would have gained any more um, you know, exposure. Um, I don't really care about numbers in res- with respects to, um, you know, uh, people following me and things like that. But I do also recognize that numbers are a very important thing in this material, earthly realm. And if the numbers are big, then that means that you're going to be seen by a lot of people, hopefully. And as someone who has, you know, a Pisces ascendant, I really feel like sometimes the work that I do goes unnoticed and is not put on the highest platform in the highest space that it possibly could be with the most illumination as it could be because of this cosmic, you know, DNA that I have. And I'm not, I'm not blaming the cosmos, like, no, but I will admit that it's not easy. It's not easy having a Pisces ascendant with Saturn uh, retrograde on your ascendant as well. It's not easy having your 11th house ruled by fucking Capricorn, okay, of public image and friends and social groups with your fucking Neptune and Uranus also in Capricorn too, conjunct to one another. It's not easy. So I was really upset with myself because I was like, dude, why did you ignore that? Why did you doubt yourself? So I just wanted to say one, congratulations to Britney Spears. I'm very happy that my unspoken prediction came to fruition. I'm really proud of her. I'm really just like really amazed with what she's doing and and just really, really happy for her happiness. And that's all that really matters more than anything. But your girl was really pissed off (laughs) that I didn't tweet this shit out. Um, So anyways, moving on. Um, The next I want to talk about, of course, is the fact that this massive rumor has popped up in the last, I'm going to say 24 hours. I don't know how long it's been out there for. I'm going to say 24 hours-ish. And that is the fact that Rihanna, who is pregnant, as we know, um, and her boyfriend, ASAP Rocky, supposedly are breaking up. But people are saying it's a, it's a fake rumor. There's been no real actual, um, you know, real evidence of this. And so I'm going to assume it's all bullshit. But, you know, <laughs> ASAP Rocky, who's a Libra son, and Riri, as we know, who is a Pisces son, are in this big ass, you know, scandal right now. And if we're talking about as above, so below, okay, one, 
leap or full moon, hello, okay, which is happening like literally right now. It's 255 exactly in the dots. So the full moon is at her exact illumination um, right now and peak right, right now. Um, but, two, but, but three, this Pisces stelium, okay? This Pisces stelium is just showing you guys how easy the sheep will follow when you call them. Okay, the sheep are the ones who um, they want to be different so badly. And yet every time spirit gives them a chance to step into themselves, step into your, their authenticity, they just, they just fucking follow. <laughs> they follow or they wait to be called rather than leading, right, by authenticity and by example. And so I'm saying that to say we have seen all the sheep in this fucking uh, rumor show up, okay, tweeting and, oh my God, I can't believe this is happening. Oh my God, blah, blah, blah. I've seen this one fucking meme so many times about Drake or these mandem stepping up to be the stepdad or whatever that fucking meme picture says. I don't care. It's stupid. It's dumb. We need to move on. There are greater things going on. You guys, I have told you so many times that Pisces is the energy of Hollywood, okay? It's the energy of glamour magic. And the truth about glamour magic, you guys, is the fact that everything looks nice and sweet and cute compared to what it actually is, okay? If y'all have ever heard of this movie called The Witches, which is um, a movie based off of this book called Witches by uh, Ronald Dahl, okay? I think that's his name. Um, that's like big glamour magic energy, okay? And this rumor that has happened is just proof of the way deception is lingering in the air so loudly right now. So, so, so loudly right now. Deception is so heavily in the air, okay? And this is, of course, like, like I was saying, because of the Pisces stelium, okay? Mars now in Pisces, Venus who's been in Pisces, Neptune and Jupiter who's been in Pisces. Remember, Jupiter and Neptune are in conjunction at the exact same degree, which has been going on for quite some time, this conjunction, but they're at the exact degree right now. So this conjunction is very, very, very strong right now. Okay, so as a reminder, as I'm talking about this, about the keeping the cosmos, stop falling for bullshit. Okay, T yesterday it was Rihanna and ASAP. The day before that, it was about um, Mason. What's that kid's name? Mason Kardashian. I don't know if his last name's Kardashian, but you know, Courtney Kardashian's son Mason supposedly created all these fucking instagram accounts and is posting and exposing their ass and everyone's talking about this the exact same day that the kardashians new show was released on uh hulu or whatever the fuck and people are like oh my god this is so crazy oh my god and people are like how do you actually believe this because they're sheep you guys <laughs> they are sheep Okay, Hollywood, like I said, is working big nostalgia rituals right now. Hollywood's doing all kinds of magic right now to keep us sucked in. So if you say that you are a shepherd, fucking show it. Because right now, y'all are looking like sheep right now. And it's just really embarrassing. Okay, don't fall for everything you hear and see, especially when it's coming out of Hollywood. Remember what that place really is. It's a portal of bullshit. <laughs> And there's a reason why Hollywood has all this, um, you know, attention and um, conspiracies, quote unquote, about satanic rituals and dark rituals and all this other bullshit. There's a reason for that. Okay. And I'm not going to go on about all that right now. But what I'm saying is remember that this is a place where 
fake is how they make their money. They make their money from being fake. They make their money from our imagination. They make their money from us choosing to fall into the rabbit hole and go to the movies and enjoy all these fake ass stories, okay? But you have to separate yourself from that shit when it's real, when we're talking about real life, okay? And real people like Rihanna and like ASAP and like Britney Spears or fucking Mason, okay? Although I will say if this, if this Mason thing actually was true, it's actually very hilarious. But the fact that all this blew up the same day that their show came out, it just tells you it's just a PR stunt, Okay, so y'all need to remember, Chris Jenner runs a very tight fucking ship. She will do anything to stay relevant for her family. Well, not her, but her family will do anything to stay relevant. <laughs> so I don't know why people are falling for these ridiculous rumors. But again, reminder that Jupiter and Neptune are doing the damn most and so is Hollywood. Okay, so just um, don't get so easily distracted, you know, don't get so easily distracted. And remember why you're here. I'm not saying you shouldn't dive into celebrity culture everyone does it i know but guys it's all a ritual it's all a distraction there are other things going on that even i probably don't even recognize right now is going on because we're all distracted by the others all this other bullshit so you know just um keep yourself grounded and if it doesn't sound right it probably isn't if it doesn't feel right it most definitely isn't energy does not lie so when people show you who they are believe them Okay, even if you give them a second chance, a third chance, a 12th chance to show themselves, believe how they show up because that's exactly what they are. Um, so, yeah, I just wanted to say for keeping up with the cosmos, yes, Britney Spears is really pregnant. I believe that's actually true. Riri and ASAP, we'll see what actually happens with that shit. Last time I saw anything about her, she's in Barbados right now getting ready to give birth. So, you know, praises to her. I would love for her to have a Taurus child. That would just be like so perfect and so on brand. But, Anyways, we'll see what happens. Um, okay, so going into our spiritual gospel, I actually wanted to talk about something that is very dear to my heart and something that I have been in absolute love with for a really long time, and it is um, the goddess Ma'at. And this is probably a goddess um, that you have heard about a few times, something that you have been told about maybe a few times, and probably don't give it much thought or attention just because of the fact that, you know, um, you know, I, I think that Egyptian mythology gets like a lot of weird <laughs> attention by like the hoteps, the fake woke people, the blah, blah, blah kind of people. And people don't really know how to respond to it. But what I will say is that Ma'at is this very interesting, special being who existed and was, I would say, um, you know, manifested as a goddess for for various reasons. Um, and so I wanted to talk about this for the reasons I will tell you a little bit later, but so let me just start talking because I feel like I'm just rambling now. Okay. So Ma'at, I would say is the Egyptian goddess of truth, justice, balance, and order. Okay. And I like to call her the keeper of the scales. Okay. Usually in drawings, she is depicted as a woman who is either sitting or standing with an ostrich feather on her head. And sometimes she is depicted with wings. 
Now, the ostrich feather and wings are to represent her her connection to the element of air because feathers, wings, light, very light, right? They're very, very light. Um, air, as we know, is about communication, intellect, knowledge, perception, right? And so the story about Ma'at um, really goes as this. Um, she was created when Ra, the sun god, rose from the waters of Noon. Okay, and Noon means chaos in, in Kemet. And so Ma'at was understood to be the daughter of Ra and was married to Thoth, the god of wisdom. Um, Thoth's Kemetic name is actually Tehuti. So I'm going to call him Tehuti for this. Now, Although Ma'at was known as this goddess and daughter of Ra, which again is the is the the god of of the sun, the sun god, which really to me is about power and life energy and life source, um, she was more than just a goddess to the Egyptians. Okay, Ma'at was also a lifestyle to be practiced. So she represented how the universe was maintained with respect to balance and order. Okay, and this understanding helped the ancient Egyptians develop a strong sense of values. And so practicing this lifestyle was really, really important as it led to what would happen in the afterlife. Okay, so according to ancient Egyptian mythology, as a being ascends to the ancestral realm or the astral realm, whatever you want to call it, um, every being had to pass through the Hall of Judgment first. Um, and they called it this, which is really interesting because we think about Christian r religion, you know, Judgment Day is a whole thing. Now, when they entered the Hall of Judgment, their heart was weighed on a scale, which is the scale that Ma'at is the keeper of. And their heart was weighed against her feather of truth, okay, the ostrich feather. And so if the person's heart balanced with Ma'at's feather, then they could continue their journey to the astral realm accordingly. But if not, their journey ended and they were sent to Duat, which is the underworld. Okay, Duat is the comedic name for the underworld. Now, just to pause for a second, doesn't that sound oddly familiar to the Christian religion? I know a lot of times the Christian religion is a lot of, is is heavily compared to the ancient uh, Egyptians' practices and lifestyle because they, um, you know, they were around before Christianity was actually practiced, as we know, as a religion. Um, but they had all these various stories of their gods and goddesses that they really embodied in their everyday life that very oddly, you know, relates and reflects the religion of Christianity. And honestly, I have a lot of thoughts about that. I don't really know if I really want to talk about that right now, but um, I think it's very oddly familiar. Okay. And so, and I'm sure that you guys have seen this, um, you know, this whole manifestation of the whole light as a feather, stiff as a board and your heart being light as a feather. That's all ma'at. That's all the energy of ma'at. And the word ma'at actually means to live with order and to be someone of truth and authenticity. And justice. So, like I was saying, yes, she is a goddess, but she was also a lifestyle to be embodied. And the ancient Egyptians knew that if when they passed away, they were going to enter the hall of judgment, regardless of what their beliefs were. And they knew that, you know, they had to have their their heart lies a feather. Otherwise, they were going to the underworld. 
<laughs> so I don't know if this was practiced in this like fear kind of knowledge as we see in the Christian religion with, with, with this kind of, you know, idea of the 10 uh, commandments and et cetera. Um, but I do think that they took their shit very seriously, the ancient Egyptians. I really believe that because we think about how they have these massive tombs, okay, for their pharaohs and their queens and and how they really honored people when they died with all their favorite things in these tombs for them and how they heavily had them protected with certain symbols and sigils and and statues and things of other goddesses to protect them while they entered that judgment hall right so i feel like there was a lot of respect for um i guess spirituality and spirit in general around that time compared to what we see now and I think that this kind of explains why we as humans today are so obsessed with this culture and their myth and their mythical ways of doing things. Um, the Egyptians were very, very, very advanced people. And, and a lot of people think that they were, you know, from another planet and were aliens or whatever the fuck else. Um, I personally think they were just, you know, people of Africa who started at the at the south part of the Nile and traveled up to the north and they just were really 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 in tuned because they took their spiritual practice so seriously they chose to live in ma'at in balance in order in truth and honor that more than anything else in their life and so I'm talking about Ma'at because one, she is really important to my personal practice and has taught me so much about self-awareness. Um, a few years ago, I did this thing called the uh, Queen of Fuwa's Sacred Woman Ascension Program. And it's very much aligned with, you know, ancient Egyptian mythology and she teaches women how to return to themselves as the sacred feminine and divine beings that we are. And so when I did this program, you know, I wasn't really convinced a whole lot about how this was going to change my life or how it would help me ascend, but it actually did because that was a year where I broke out of a really shitty relationship. Um, the full moon was on my birthday that year. It was the year I turned 25 and a lot has happened since then. Um, and when I was in this program, when we graduated, everyone was kind of assigned to a different um, chapter that we studied throughout this program. And I chose the one that was aligned with Ma'at because Ma'at was the reason why I even joined the program in the first place. She was very, very strong in, in, in presence with me um, around this time. And I waited for her to give me like a signal to like do this program. And I kept seeing her image everywhere. So I was like, okay, cool. And I did it. And so when I graduated with the with this focus of sacred relationships, um, you know, being witnessed and, and blessed by Ma'at, it really gave me this other like sense of, of spirit and um, appreciation for spirit. And, you know, I don't really have like a, an Egyptian mythology kind of practice now. I wouldn't say that I do. Um, the closest thing I have literally is a couple of fo framed photos from Egypt that include Ma'at in the photos. I have an ostrich feather, which was gifted from Queen Afua herself, and I still have that, and I still meditate with it. But I don't know. I just feel like as a Libra, 
and knowing that this deity who was the keeper of the scales and represented justice and balance, it just really resonates really deeply with me. And it's a really huge part of my personal practice because I always return to that kind of energy of staying in balance and remembering that you know, every action, every choice has a consequence of some sort. And, you know, you know, she embodies the scales again. So this is very much big Libra energy, right? She is Libra energy in that sense. So I just will say this as well. Um, the practices of Ma'at were observed as 42 principles that were known as the 42 laws of Ma'at. And these principles were studied from what is known as um, the Book of the Dead, but its real name is actually the Book of Going Forth by Day. And so anyways, I just think it's really interesting that they had a really huge focus on their practice and recognizing that, you know, their life right now or back then was a, a sense of preparation for their afterlife. The afterlife, I personally believe that we don't just have one life. I believe that after we pass over, there is another life that we have to obtain or maintain. And then we either die or ascend in that lifetime too. And I feel like if you're the whole idea of the feather on the scale with your heart, I feel like that other death happens based off of what that balance looks like. So I just want to say this. If you are practicing any kind of religion, any kind of spiritual ancient practice of your ancestors, whatever it might be, ask yourself this, does this practice prepare you for afterlife, okay? Or is it all about just being a goody two-shoes in hopes to get a reward in the afterlife, right? Because these practices really should be preparing you for the afterlife. And I'm not saying you have to build a huge-ass tomb for your death and prepare for that. No, but what I'm saying is when you leave and you ascend, what will be your footprints in the sand? What are you leaving behind? What is your legacy going to say? You know, whether you're having children or if you're just writing books, okay, books live on forever. What are you leaving behind here? And in the work that you're leaving behind, how is it going to be recognized? Because when people are speaking your name over and over and over again and putting all this energy into you, kind of like how we do ancestral veneration, okay, what does that really look like? In all honesty, um, is that going to be a veneration that's elevating your spirit or is it going to send you deeper into duat, the underworld? Okay, so I'm not saying you have to drop everything and be all types of innocence, you know, pure being and whatever, but I do believe that we should be thinking about our spiritual practices and the things that we look behind and how they're going to be honored when we pass over and how we're preparing for that time because, you know, that's all we really have. We're going to be dead a lot more than we are going to be alive. <laughs> so that spiritual life that you're going to be living after you pass over your physical body is a lot more important than this one than one, the one that we have right now. Okay. So I feel like Ma'at and the 42 laws of Ma'at are a really good reminder of that. And, um, you know, reminds us to kind of live a life that has dignity and integrity and authenticity while also recognizing spirit and, um, you know, really just embodying that. So, before I go into my rant, I'm going to tell you guys what these 42 laws are um, from the papyrus of Ani. Okay, so here are the 42 laws of Ma'at, okay? I have not committed sin. 
I have not committed robbery with violence. I have not stolen. I have not slain anybody. I have not stolen grain. I have not purloined offerings. I have not stolen the property of the gods and goddesses. I have not uttered lies. I have not carried away food. I have not uttered curses. I have not committed adultery. I have made none to weep. I have not eaten the heart, aka grieving uselessly or felt remorse. I have not attacked anybody. I am not a person of deceit. I have not stolen cultivated land, <laughs> colonizers. I have not been an eavesdropper. I have I have not slandered I've I have slandered nobody. I have not been angry without just cause. I have not debauched the wife of anybody. I have not debauched the wife of anybody. Okay, repeating it again as it's an affirmation. Um, I have not polluted myself. I have terrorized none. I have not transgressed the law. I have not been wroth. I have not shut my ears to the words of truth. Okay, meaning not living in fucking deception. I have not blasphemed. I have. I am not a person of violence. I am not a stirrer up of strife or a disturber of peace. I have not acted or judged with undue haste. I have not pried into matters, aka I mind my goddamn business. I have not multiplied my words in speaking. I have wronged none. I have done no evil. I have not worked witchcraft against the king or queen or blasphemed against them. Reminder, this is for back in those days, okay? So, you know. Um, okay, where was I? I have never stopped the flow of water. I have never raised my voice, spoken arrogantly or in anger. I have not cursed or blasphemed the gods and goddesses. I have not acted with evil rage. I have not stolen the bread of the gods and goddesses. I have not cured away the Kenfu cakes from the spirits of the dead. I have not snatched away the bread of the child, nor treated with contempt the god or goddesses of my city. I have not slain the cattle belonging to the gods and goddesses. Okay? So those are the 42 laws of Ma'at. And there are various ways how these are written, but this is the this is the way that I kind of look at them and acknowledge them to exist. And you know, when we look at these 42 laws, again, they are very much similar to what we would see as the Ten Commandments, right? This whole idea of sin and not stealing and adultery and, and faith and honoring, you know, spirits, energy and, and their offerings and all these kind of things. So that is what they are. Um, if you want to dive deeper into the practice of ma'at in regards to living with truth and authenticity, these are some really easy affirmations you can say every single day. And when you say these things every single day, it's going to transform you to be a better person, not because you believe in love and light, but because you believe in justice and because you believe in balance, because you believe in truth and order. And that's going to look different for everyone, obviously. Um, but just kind of remember these kind of things because, again, the things that we are doing have consequences. The actions that we choose have consequences. The words that we speak have consequences. The choices we make have consequences. Whether it's going to be lies of feather or not, there are consequences for everything. And I think that the idea of ma'at and the idea of, again, the hall of judgment ties in perfectly to the idea of karma um, in other religions. And so obviously from a global perspective and a spiritual perspective, humans know that we will get some fuck shit if we do some fuck shit. So, you know, if you feel like you're kind of off your game or off of your path, you can kind of return to this energy and 
you know, speak these words of affirmations for yourself to keep you in a space of alignment. And I really don't think it'll hurt you to do this, but reminder that it's not just words. You also have to like really embody them as well. And this is something that I am learning to do for myself and returning to for myself. And I just wanted to share that because yeah, I think it's just really important. So there you go. There's some big Libra energy for you for this full moon. Um, and let's get into our rant. Okay, so for my rant, I wanted to talk about um, something that I read online, which talks about over-admiration versus jealousy, okay? Um, Someone that I follow who is a very much ascended being, someone who is um, definitely a pro in their their aspects and in with respect to what they do, Um, I'm not going to say their name. I'm just going to read what they wrote um, on their Instagram because it was very, it just spoke very loudly to me. And I think that a lot of people can resonate with this. Okay. So here we go. This is what their caption said. Jealousy isn't the only thing that can cast an evil eye. Over-admiration can cast an even stronger evil eye. It's rooted in internal obsession with someone's life. Over-admiration can become deadly. It's something that most don't even see coming because it disguises itself as flattery, friendships, support, and even love. They say imitation is the highest form of flattery, but it's honestly just her twin sister, the evil eye. When you look at someone who over-admires you with your third eye, you will actually see their true monstrous face, their long blood-sucking fangs, salivating tongue, glazed watery eyes from losing sleep over watching you in the dark, and dirty nails and bloody fingertips from poking at you in private with pins like a voodoo doll. You will smell the stench of sulfur and shame from all the spirit traveling they have been doing from vessel to vessel, and once you see it, you can never unsee it. Be wary of the public love and the private envy. Be wary of the dark tether whose spirit is trapped in the lower realms, but their body is up here with us. The nasty, vile replications of you. Be wary of the offerings. Take heed to the missed arrows and be wary of those who physically bring them to you. Be wary of the unsolicited advice to cut you to cut your own ear off. Every whisper you hear and every smile brought to you is not benevolent. Okay. Um, so yeah, this was a post that, um, this amazing woman who I follow, we were actually mutual followers. We follow each other, um, on Instagram. Um, she's amazing. I, I really respect her work. I, I love everything that she, she does. I admire, I respect it. I think that she's amazing. I think she's helping a lot of amazing people, including myself with just, clarity and confirmation, you know, definitely a true, um, a true spiritual being and not some fake ass, uh, guru, fake ass prophet trying to, you know, give you guys some type of deception bullshit. This girl is the real, is the real shit. Okay. And I really thought that this post was very, very, very much on time for me personally to read, but it really made me think about this full moon because, you know, we're in the full moon energy of Libra, 
which is, of course, ruler of the seventh house. And the seventh house online by other astrologers and other you know people who love astrology um, has been spoken about for quite a few weeks now, I've noticed, where people are talking about how the seventh house can even show you um, frenemies and people who are, again, in these relationships, whether it's platonic or romantic, and how they disguise themselves as someone who is um, you know, supportive of us, is a friend of ours, or um, loves us, you know, and whatever else. But the truth is, it's actually <laughs> over-admiration, or they project themselves as over-admiration, when really it's just fucking evil eye at this whole other level. And I definitely can see how over-admiration and jealousy aka evil eye, can be um, two heads of the same coin because they really are. They honestly and truly are. And I didn't really think about this until I saw it put into words by the amazing uh, Mia Ladosh. Um, And so I was really shooketh when I heard this, when I read this, and, you know, her follow-up posts <laughs> were also very telling. Um, but, you know, I really wanted to talk about this because, again, we're in the seventh house Libra kind of energy today in this weekend, even though the moon's, you know, at the 26th degree still, it's still very much prominent for the rest of this waning moon phase. And so when I was talking about earlier, when I was giving you guys all this tea about this full moon and talking about these these endings that are taking place and these conversations are going to be taking place when they end, um, be sure to also check those people who are over admirers of yourself or of you because they are fucking everywhere, okay? And honestly, I think it's really creepy. I think it's really fucking creepy when people over admire other people. I think it's one thing to have, um, you know, mentors and elders that you respect and to give yourself to to God, to spirit, to Jah, to source, you know, to to your deities that you work with, your ancestors, whatever. That that's what's that's one thing. But when you are over admiring of someone, it almost feels like obsession to me. And it's very like, what do they call it? Groupies? You know, it's it's very like big groupie energy. And when I think about big groupie energy and over admirers, you know, people were commenting on this post and they were talking about like Selena, right? So Miss Selena, the amazing singer, okay, Mexican singer, rest her beautiful soul. May she continue to ascend in light and progress. Um, you know, her manager was like one of her best fucking friends who turned around and shot her ass. And I heard that this hating ass hoe is coming out of prison real soon. <laughs> so uh, I don't, I don't even want to talk about that. But you know, I, I, again, like these people who, who want to imitate us and and think it's flattery. It's not. It's not flattery at all. It's actually really disgusting and very uncomfortable. Um, and if you are someone who has dealt with a friend or a loved one who has been like this, and you know exactly what I'm talking about. Um, I myself, as a Libra son, I feel like in my life, I have attracted a lot of people who were like this um, at different times in my life, so from when I was a toddler to a child, to a preteen, to a teenager, to even adulthood. Like, I can definitely pinpoint certain people in my life that I had around me who were always 
admiring from afar and would try to imitate and, and think that I was going to enjoy this. And it was actually the most uncomfortable thing of my fucking life. Um, and even to this day, I can still see that there are some people who I have very good boundaries with um, and others who I have a really hard time letting go of, which is something I have to really sit with myself and talk about on my own. And how they really try to like over admire and it's really fucking creepy, you know, like, and again, like this post said, it looks like love and support and all this kind of bullshit, you know, always over heavily rooting for you in public. So whether this is someone who is always commenting on your on your content, if you were a content creator, or someone who's always hyping up your business when you hit when you when you hit certain milestones and you know, you take it in and you say thank you because you appreciate the support, but you have to ask yourself, is this really support? Like is this support because they um, are actually happy for me or are they supporting me and over admiring the work that I do because they want to have a piece of the pie because they want to be one of the four legs at your table. Okay. These people, again, in my life personally have shown up as friends who, who, who have gotten their, they've slithered their way <laughs> into my closeness or, or my, my circle and because I was blind to their deception, because I was so in my ego sun self, Libra sun, who's like, oh, thanks for the compliments. Oh, my God. When really it was just bullshit. You know, I have had people, a particular person in, in, I'm thinking about right now who has literally copied and pasted a lot of the things that, I, that I've done. And it's so subtle that I kind of just roll my eyes and like laugh because I'm just like, you are so delusional. And even when I call them out on this bullshit, they will actually, you know, respond and say, oh my God, like, who's doing this to you? Oh my God, that's so weird. I'm just like, girl, like, what? (laughs) Why are you even saying this? We both know what's going on here. We both know what the bullshit is. We both know that I'm talking about you. Um, But again, it's so subtle that I just kind of let it go and ignore it. Um, but obviously the the toxic trait here is me allowing them to have access to me still. So what I'm working on in this full moon energy is to reflect on the beings who are over admirers. Um, that really is just this super intense underlying of jealousy. Okay. And you guys will recognize when you have these people in your life because they're the people that you'll go to um, to rant or to talk to you about, you know, things that are going on in your life, whether it's, you know, those tower moments or 10 of cups moments, you know, they're there for all of it for you. But when you talk to them about your, about your tower moments and, you know, they project to you a certain path, like, oh, break up with them. Oh, cut them off. Oh, this doesn't sound right. Oh, but what about this? What about that? And they get in your head to have you question all these things. And when you take that kind of energy back and you sit with it and you reflect on what you have to do, and let's say you come back to these said people and you tell them, you know, what you've decided to do and it's completely opposite of what they were telling you to do, they react, they get salty, they get mad, they disappear, they shrink themselves because they're like, damn it, I really wanted them to fall for this so that we could be the same. Okay, they're always going to support you taking steps back in hopes that you will stay in their energy, at their frequency, at their vibration. 
it's really trash. It's complete trash. And I've definitely noticed it many, many times um, in my own life. And yeah, I just, anyways, I saw this post and I just, I, I, I had to talk about this because I feel like this Libra moon is going to expose these kind of people in our lives for all of us. So if you have these people in your lives who you have been keeping really good boundaries with, like myself, and thinking that's enough, honey, it might not be enough anymore. You might have to do a full-on cord cutting, full-on reversal, cut ties, block, delete, don't even announce your exit, and move the fuck on. Because these people are very dangerous. They're very, very dangerous, and they always look the most innocent, the most like best intentions, but then you catch them slipping when you are upgrading and, sh and sharing with them certain things in your life. And then you see how they kind of, you know, step back into distortion and project that onto you. Okay. So just a reminder that imitation being the best form of flattery, I'm sorry, but I don't follow that shit. If you are imitating me, if you are copying me, you know, if you are um, seeing me post things in my stories on Instagram or on my or on on my Instagram timeline, on my on my page, and you are, you know, writing things that are similar, or you are coming to me and saying, "Oh my God, this deeply resonates so so much," and I'm going to dump on you all my emotional bullshit to go with this. Keep it to yourself. I don't want it. Um, to the ones who watch my stories all the time. Um, and by all the time, I mean like they are literally the first few people to see my shit. I see you, okay? Yes, I see you, my love. Um, I I appreciate the support always, but when I see y'all, always the first few people to see my fucking stories, and then you respond right away in this overhypingly matter, bitch. Let me just tell you right now, you are giving yourself away. Okay, you're giving yourself away and I see you. And just because I haven't said anything to you directly or, or done anything just yet does not mean I don't see it. I see you. And um, sometimes I post things in my stories just to catch your ass to see if you're going to repost that shit in your story or take screenshots of the things that I post in my stories so that you, you can make yourself look a certain way, you know? And, you know, I don't really care about social media a whole lot, but social media, unfortunately, is a huge part of... Um, you know, exposure for my businesses. And so I have no choice really but to be on them as well as continue to build my website and and and, and blog on there and, and share things about horoscopes and et cetera with you guys. But at the end of the day, these little things, even with social media, is a very big telling tale, okay? So again, if you have these people in your life who are doing the kind of things that I'm telling you right now where they they repost every single thing that you're posting in your stories, um, they they start to call themselves certain labels that, that you embody on a regular daily basis, they talk to you about doing their hair the same way as you, or just weird ass shit to, cop, to copy what they think is your costume, it's really just you being you, recognize that shit. Okay. And like I said, the boundaries might be enough, but sometimes it's not. Sometimes you have to do more. And again, I really think that this full moon is really going to bring that energy to us and have them be exposed. So if y'all have some weird ass friends who are over admirers, um, but also show you their evil eye, <laughs> which is the same thing in these very weird distorted moments when you talk about peace and harmony being regained, recognize that shit, okay?
Um, so that's all I really wanted to say about that. Um, very, very disturbing energy. I think it's really, really weird that people over-admire people and copycat and, and try to take their content or repost all their content in the exact same order that they that they posted their shit. It's just really weird. It's very fucking weird. And I and I see it all the time and I don't and I just I don't say anything, but I'm 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 getting to that point where, like I said, Libra will do anything to regain their balance and peace. And I'm getting to a point where um that's happening and I'm really just over it. So yeah, I might be blocking some bitches real fucking soon, to be quite honest, because I'm just like, get a personality, bitch. Go get a new hobby. I don't know what to say. Like, it's just really, really weird. Um, and I feel like people fall for this, including myself, because it looks so harmless. You know, we, ga- we gaslight ourselves and tell ourselves it's not a big deal. Oh, it's just social media. It doesn't matter. Oh, it's just a hairstyle. Who cares? Oh, it's just clothing. It doesn't matter. No, it does matter. It matters because it triggered something in you to feel uncomfortable. It matters because they weren't even going to engage in said energy until you did it, okay? It matters because they come back to you flaunting and flexing like as if it's not a big deal because, oh, we're friends, oh my God, okay? These are also some kind of people who will tell you that you guys are on the same spiritual journey. Oh my gosh, we're having parallels. Oh my gosh, we're like the exact same. No, you're not. You're not, Beware of people who tell you this kind of shit because they want to keep you there for a reason. They want you to stay in this nostalgic resonation, oh my God, twinsies, oh my God, we'll be the same type of energy because it keeps you where they are. It keeps you in their perception, in their focus point so they can keep feeding, keep taking, keep copying, keep pasting, okay? And it's weird shit. It's very weird. It's very much jealousy. It's very much, um, you know, giving blood sucking energy vampires and yeah and yes these 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 beings come in the form of spirits which is a whole other topic for another day but they also come in the form of people really innocent people who will bring you offerings and bring you the best gifts and bring you the best everything because they want to keep you where they are because you are their supply and they'll not they'll never admit it but the, all the proof is right there. All the copying that they're doing of you and your styles and your and your and your content and your whatever, it's all right fucking there. Okay, so be mindful of these people and allow this full moon to clear the path for you from them, so that you can move on and and not feel like you have to look over your shoulders all the time. Um, but in all honesty, the seventh house can really show you this energy of frenemies. You know, we talk about the twelfth house being the place of hidden enemies and blah 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 blah. But the truth is the 12th house shows you um, hidden enemies that were very obviously not on your side. Whereas the frenemies energy of the 7th house in Libra could just be people who look a certain part and and act a certain way. Um, But low key, what they're actually doing is fucking with you and taking from yourself. Okay? All right. So to wrap up this very, very long episode, which I was not expecting to be this long, but like I said, I'm sitting in my spiritual uh, altar room. And so it's all just pouring out right now. Um, We're going to talk about our ancestral antidote, which is really, they said, you know, get back on your shit. Okay. Get back on your shit. Return to the basics. Okay. Reclaim your peace by dismissing the chaos. Okay, reclaim your peace by dismissing the chaos. I was talking about, um, I, I posted something on Instagram, I think it was last week, where I said, you know, if it is not delivered, 
in clear, if it is delivered in in confusion, that it is not from it is not from spirit returned to sender, and uh, an elder, an elder to me anyway, an amazing woman who I'm very grateful to have crossed paths with. She commented on the post and said exactly because chaos is an agent, not an entity. And so to that, I want to say, remember that chaos is an, is an agent that is looking to push you off your path, to distract you, okay? The drama that the people bring into your life, the chaos that people bring to your life, dismiss it all to reclaim your peace, okay? Um, because it's the Libra full moon energy, I'm going to say do your pelvic floor steams, do your yoni steams, okay? Libra rules, the ovaries, um, and that whole area as well as your butt. So go do your squats too, I guess. Treat your booty with some, with some TLC and, um, yeah, just take care of yourself, get back into the energy of yourself and really returning to yourself. Um, you know, this Libra moon is going to show us again, how much we've been pouring to other people who have been low key frenemies, um, you know, and, or high key frenemies, I should say, um, as well as just where we've been overcompensating ourselves. So get back to your stuff, return to the basics. Okay, cleanse your yoni, do your pelvic floor steams, and let yourself um, get back to you and really honor yourself and 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 up the self-care. We're entering Taurus season really soon. So up the self-care. And um, yeah, I think that's basically it. I hope that you guys have a wonderful full moon. I hope that you guys... Um, remember to take care of your business before we enter the Mercury shadow retrograde period. And as I was saying before, this full moon energy is going to show you these people who are over admirers, aka jealous assholes. And I feel like that's going to be really heightened over the shadowy period of Mercury retrograde, which is happening in 10 days. Um, but we are here to dismiss it all to reclaim our peace. Okay. So reclaim your peace, reclaim your time, reclaim your energy call it all back to you, cut off the supply, don't give them nothing to, to repeat or copy, okay, cut them off completely, 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 take care of yourselves, take care of the loved ones that you really know are really there for you, um, starting with yourself, okay, so tides of blessings, one love, ashe, peace. <laughs>